It's Wednesday, April 22nd, 2020. It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And I missed you guys last week because I was having a down week. The funny thing about having a down week last week is that I'm having a down week this week and I'm struggling this week. I am probably struggling more this week than I was last week, but because I missed last week, I have to show up this week. So first things first, I am pleasure. I have to remind myself that I'm pleasure. And I have an awesome shirt that reminds me that I'm pleasure. I had it made by Stephanie Specialties. It's one of the um, kind of thoughts that I have when I'm in a good space. What can I do to facilitate or to maintain this good space? So I am pleasure. And I made a point to wear this today. So. That's my first thing today. It's not even a cheer of joy. It's just a what I need to remember. So it's Wednesday, April 22nd, and I'm here with a glass of Corzo tequila. You guys know that I love that, and um, I got a bottle for tonight. Oh, hold on a second. I need to share this on my main page so that I can um, connect with the those who aren't following me here hold on a second i gotta share damn it i'm gonna get the hang of this at some point it's a struggle it's a process i need a team of people to remind me that i got stuff to do all right let me share it to my page thanks for reminding me of that babe All right, it's shared. All right, it's Joycelyn Wells. Hey there, Stephanie. All right, it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. It's Wednesday, April 22nd, 2020. So two significant things. The first thing I'm going to say before I start with the cheers of joy is happy birthday to my girlfriend, Carla. It's her birthday. And I literally appreciate her birthday today because it gave me an opportunity to see light in the presence of the second thing my girlfriend Carmen passed away last night and that has been my darkness that has been my darkness for several days um because I felt her she was connected to me she was a part of me and we shared intimately as friends do and last night was the dimming of her light the last night was she made her exodus from living to life right so she made that transition so that was really hard for me and I'm going to talk about that a little bit more so I'll get started that way so this is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed it's Wednesday April 22nd and cheers tonight I'm drinking Corzo tequila and it is a definitely a tequila night I started drinking it earlier today so I am a little bit twisted so you guys bear with me because we have no idea what tonight will bring there's no plan to the evening so three cheers of joy so three cheers of joy. First thing I'm going to be thankful for because I've been in so much darkness is living. I am grateful for living. I'm grateful for having an opportunity to wake up every day in the middle of the day at night. Whenever I'm waking up, I'm grateful for that. So cheers to living. Cheers for being a part of this life. So cheers. My second cheer of joy is... Um, I missed last week and I had 
several people to reach out to me to ask how I was doing because I missed last week. How are you doing? Are you feeling okay? I mean, we are in the middle of a fucking pandemic, so you may not think to ask someone that, but to know that people miss you, miss your presence, miss your podcast, miss your writing, miss your presence in their life, that was definitely a cheer of joy for me because one of the things that we fail to understand is that the impact that we have on other people. So cheers to having an impact on the lives of other people. This is my second cheer of joy. So my first cheer of joy was living. My second cheer of joy was living too, right? So they're both living. So the first is um, just being able to understand the importance. And then the second is that people are missing you and the significance that you have on your life. So those are my, on their lives. That's my second cheer of joy. So my third cheer of joy would be recognizing how strong I am in the absence of people. Hey, Kim. So recognizing how strong I am in the absence of people. And I think many of you may feel the same way. One of the things that I always struggle with is that when something traumatic hits me, I'm by myself. And I could really think of that as a negative. But what I've found myself thinking is that it's a positive because when I think that I'm weak or I can't make it or I can't do it and I'm by myself and I have to face it, I'm strong as fuck. So when I'm in the absence of other people and I'm having to deal with situations, I find that I'm so much stronger. And maybe that's um kind of a pat on the back or an attagirl. You're in the right place when knowing that you have to move along your path by yourself to be of God's purpose. So that's my third cheer of joy is understanding that my being alone when I have to face adversity or when I have to face trauma or sadness or maybe that's the thing that reminds me as much as I'd like to be with someone or to hand my burden over to someone, I'm really okay on my own right so that's really i've been thinking about that and i i'm always i'm whenever something happens i'm in tears and i'm like i'm by myself again but is being by myself again really a bad thing probably not it's probably that thing that reminds me that i'm okay on my own in the wilderness i'm okay on my own along my path and as great as it is to be with people and to share with people and to get them to understand how I'm feeling, I'm really okay on my own. So that's my third cheer of joy. So this is all brought to you by Corzo Tequila. My three cheers of joy. So welcome. Thank you guys for joining me tonight. I'm sorry. So I'm so sorry that I missed last week. Last week I was not in a good place. And I have to admit to myself sometimes that I'm really in a fucked up space. I literally have to tell myself that and to be okay with it because we want to put ourselves in the place that we're not affected, but I'm affected. And honestly, I was affected last week by my good girlfriend being in a space that she was limited in her abilities. I felt it. That's a part of who I am. 
the people who are in my life, I process them. I understand them. I feel them because there aren't many people that get that from me. There's not a lot of people that get to share with me. And this has been traumatic. So tonight I'm going to dedicate my joy exposed to my girlfriend, Carmen. Her name is, um, her name is Carmen Hutchins and she passed last night. So hold on a second. My niece is, my niece just made a statement. She said, rest easy cause her name is love Shanice. Alone is better when dealing with things. If something is going on that annoys me to be around people, they want to hug or ask questions. My niece, um, Bree made a comment. So thank you, sweetheart for, uh, making that comment. And I appreciate it. And you're right. Sometimes you need to be by yourself because when people are around you, they want to ask questions and you're, you don't want to ask the question. You don't want to answer the questions. You just need to be in a space to understand who you are and why you are and what you're supposed to do next. So I totally agree with you, sweetheart. And I miss you. So my girlfriend passed away last night and her name's Carmen Hutchins. And she and I had an amazing relationship, even the way that we connected. And I love her. And I've written about her in my books. I've shared about her. And she's like my ride or die. Like we did so much shit together that when I was looking through the pictures to figure out which one to post as her rest easy post, I was literally like, oh, I can't post that because we was on some bullshit. <laughs> and that is the truth. So you know, I, I just, you know, I'll talk about her tonight and I, I and I will because I have to figure myself out in it. I am um, 50 years old and I haven't experienced a lot of death and I guess that's probably good. I haven't experienced a lot of death. I have a small family and we tend to live forever. So I haven't, this is probably the person who was closest to me to pass away and I'm still in the middle of processing it. But, um, she did pass away last night and she is from Marietta and uh, she is family and she does not, she did not judge you and whatever bullshit she was, you were in, she was in it with you. And that was a big deal for me. And, um, yes, honey, I love you too. And send me a picture of the babies, <laughs> please. So, um, you know, it's a big deal. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure, it's been difficult for me and I've been working through this for like a week and you guys know from listening to my show, I don't really cry a lot. I don't process a lot. I don't, I'm not an emotional person, but this is something that really held on to me because when Carmen told me, when she told me a year and a half ago, how she was feeling and things that started to happen to her, I was literally like, girl, you need to do this and girl, you need to do that. And girl. And now that I look back on it, I realized that at the time that she was telling me this, that she already knew that she was in the process of dying. I think that she knew she was in the process of dying and she didn't, what I was asking of her was outside of where she was. And we have to be careful about putting our judgment placing our judgments on other people and thinking that they should do what we want them to do. We don't know. I've said it before. God doesn't give us the insight on other people. He, that's not something he allows. So we have to be very careful of that. And I was asking her questions. I was 
saying to her, you should do this and you should do this and why didn't you do this and da da da. I was doing that with her and I realized now that she was in a space outside of where I could think. She had already transcended in a place that I was incapable of thinking. She was already there while I was trying to keep her where I could manage her. She had already transcended what I could see. And that's what we have to understand is that people aren't necessarily where we are. Sometimes they're in a space outside of where we are. Sometimes they are already greater than what we can see. And that has been difficult for me to understand because I'd like to be able to see people. I like to be able to give advice and understanding. And I love that. I love that God has given me the ability to see, but I also have to understand that he's given me the ability to recognize the things that I can't see and just to watch. And that's where she was. And that's a big deal. And she was my girl. We were thick as thieves and we were into some bullshit. And I'm literally waiting for fuckers to come on Facebook and be like, y'all remember when y'all did this? And what happened when y'all did this? <laughs> because we were in some bullshit. Like, that's who we were. And it's so funny because she's younger than me. And the way that we started hanging out is that she and I were both in a place that we were hanging out and partying, but we got to where we would call each other in the middle of the night, two, three in the morning, like, hey girl, what you doing? Where you at? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. Well, let's meet. And we would meet up at Steak and Shake on Pace's Ferry and sit there and talk and laugh about shit we did separately. Separately. Like, not even we were together. We would just meet at the end of our night and just talk. And that's how we became friends. And we always say that we hijacked a friendship because we became friends in the presence of other people. And I loved her. Like, seriously, it's my girl. So much shit that we did and we just, understood about each other and the thing is that there was no judgment but there was difficulty in understanding how other people fit into the relationship that we share and that's the truth how do how do how can other people fit into this space of unconditional love what does that look like? And while I didn't want to necessarily share with other people, she didn't want to share me either. And that was hard because you guys know you have relationships that you're in every day. And it's hard to understand somebody you love loving somebody else or somebody loving them and not and wanting to protect them. And that's exactly where that's exactly what we did that's exactly where we were and one of the things about her is that 
She was such a good read of people. This is the thing that made us good friends. She was such a good read of people, but she couldn't read me, right? So she couldn't read me and she tried and she tried to figure me out and to understand where I was and to understand what I was doing, but I wasn't in her scope of what she was capable of. I was outside of that under, you know, just a kind of pegging. So it was difficult and we, that was a place that we struggled and it's okay. We understood it and we respected it. And we just, we had a good time. Like she was, but it didn't matter what kind of bullshit I was in. It didn't matter what kind of bullshit she was in. We were in there together. Like this is what we're going to do. All right, let's come out on the other side. Fuck it. Let's do it. And if you girlfriends, you know, girlfriends know and shit go left, you be like, we here to you give each other the look. We here? Okay, we got it. We get through that shit and we keep it moving. And it doesn't have to be a conversation about it. And that's who she was. And she's from she's from Marietta. She's hometown. And she is she was my girl. And I, she was younger. So to say goodbye and to think back on our last conversation. And to think about the things that she said. And the tone of her voice, she knew. She knew what it was. And she was protecting me. She already knew and she was protecting me and what was going on. She was, that's her to the end. She's going to protect everybody around her. And that's real, like, that's real shit. She was protecting me in that shit. And I think back on that conversation, I don't know that I would have said anything different. I don't know that I could have said anything different. All I know is that when I got off the phone, I knew that she was okay. I was fine with our conversation. I didn't know that she knew she was dying. That's one thing I didn't know. I didn't know that she knew. And that's my own selfish self, I guess. But when I look back on it, it was her saying, this is the reason I'm calling and these are the things I want to talk about. And that is real. Like, that is some real shit. And that is my girl. She is my girl. And she has transcended. And good for her. Good for her for chalking up the deuces. Like, I'm out this bitch. Like, good for her for being confident and bold enough to be like, I'm out of here. Like, I'm, I've done what I'm going to do. I came. I served. I'm out this bitch. Good for her. I hope that I can be as bold to say I'm out this bitch. Good. I'm so proud of her to be able to do that. This is a tough moment and I'm struggling. I don't even cry. Like I literally, I literally don't. I, I can't even remember the last time I shed tears. And this is some real shit for me. This is some real shit for me. Like, I'm like, oh my God, my motherfucker is out. The person that I can call and be like, yo, Blah, 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 blah. And she say, all right, I'm ready. 
is out, like done. Like I can't even, that don't even make sense to me. But that's what it is. So rest easy, Carmen. Bitch, cheers to your ass. Cheers, you pulled a motherfucking hoop on our ass. You, you got out this bitch. Good for you. Cheers to Carmen. Cheers. Carmen, rest easy. You my motherfucker. Like, I got hella stories. I'm going to write so many books about your ass. <laughs> she already know. I already wrote about her. She already know. I already wrote some shit about it. Rest in peace and shit. There's some real shit for me. Like, this is heartfelt for me. Like, damn. She is the person. She is that one. Cheers to Carmen. So, so tonight, everything, I may make reference back and forth to my motherfucking Carmen Hutchins. I may make reference because she is, we had a lot of fun together. And she was strong and smart and damn sassy and sexy and free-spirited and jesus and honest like that's who she was and cheers to her last night she transitioned and good for her she made it to the end of the race and if you guys have listened to my podcast you guys know i always say the greatest gift of living is dying and tonight I'm going to change it and say the greatest gift of living, the greatest gift of life is living. The second greatest gift is dying. Like, and she lived and she had a, an amazing time. And we saw parts of the world together and we laughed and we cried and we argued and we fought and we laughed and we loved and we shared and we looked at each other crazy <laughs> but that was my motherfucker like for life like that's who she is and i'm gonna miss her forever i'm gonna miss i missed before today i missed the way we interacted and i feel like she knew where she was and i feel like she knew what was going on when she stopped hanging out and doing and going and being and I'm I'm gonna miss her more I'm literally gonna miss her more so rest easy Carmen I am very grateful and very happy for the fact that we had this friendship thank you thank you for showing me thank you so I'm drinking Corzo tequila tonight what are you guys drinking We're going to move on a little bit to our three kids of joy. I'll probably come back to talking about Carmen because she is mine. She is, her thoughts are mine. And uh, I also have an, I have a celebration tonight. So we'll talk about that too. So let me go to a couple of Facebook posts of the week. So first off, the Facebook post of the post, Facebook post of the week that I remembered that I just was spazzing the fuck out about. Maybe you guys that there was an idea that a man had a vasectomy before he got married. Then he didn't tell his wife. 
But then the wife cheated, and then she got pregnant. So the man is pissed off. And I was like, that's an annulment. Fuck him. Nigga should have told you up front he was already had a vasectomy. That was a whole big deal. So it spawned the discussion of what does it look like or why um, that would why the man not disclosing the vasectomy was the issue and not the woman cheating. Because the men, of course, think the woman cheated. That was the problem. But when you're going into a marriage, you can't disclose the fact that you had a vasectomy. You can't disclose the fact anything about you that affects the future. So it's an annulment. So, you know, you're just kind of like, whatever, that was crazy. So that was a crazy ass conversation. And um, if you see that, just be like annulment. Don't even comment on that shit. It's dumb. My second post of the week was about... um. Uh, it was a meme that said, a lady said, I do hair, nails, and makeup every day except Sunday. This virus has business booming. <laughs> so somebody said, where are you from? I need my hair done. She said, Virginia Beach. I'm a mortician. Want an appointment? Keep going outside. So that's back to our coronavirus, right? <laughs> the, so... You guys don't get caught up in thinking this virus is going away. That's crazy as fuck. Like, you can't be going outside, getting caught up in some bullshit, and risk catching the virus. I know there are many states in the process of reopening. And you, I mean, you do what you need to do. But you keep in mind that there are people around you that are subject to being uh, contaminated because you've been outside. So keep that in right that's a big deal this virus it's a fucking virus and what a virus is, a virus loves a host whatever the host it doesn't give a fuck with the host a human host great host a virus love a host so don't get caught up outside on some bullshit because somebody's reopening something i think in four weeks because that's how long it's been we've learned how to uh, pluck our own chin. My favorite, my favorite tool is the tweezers. My chin be growing so much fucking hair, and that could be because I'm in a pop. My chin grows so much hair. I be plucking that shit all the time. My favorite tool. I do my own fingernails. I do my own toes. Right. So we can't get caught up in thinking that we're relying on somebody else to take care of the things that are within reach for us. Especially if it's subjecting us to coronavirus and people around us. So I know that Georgia is opening on Friday. Florida is talking about it. Texas is talking about coming back alive and opening these business, but businesses. But you guys have to decide for yourself what's the level of risk that you want. And if you're okay with the level of risk, you know what? Go for it. But... Death is real. I'm telling you firsthand, death is real. And I'm not going to get caught up in somebody else's shit because I want to get my nails done or uh, I need to get my eyebrows tweezed. Who gives a fuck? I don't think it's a man out there that said, I'm, a not, I'm not talking to her because her eyebrows bushy. Niggas don't give a fuck. <laughs> I ain't talking to her because she ain't got no fake nails on. 
Men don't care about, literally, men don't care about that shit. Men want to know if you clean, if you smell good, if your pussy tastes good. Those are essential things that men care about. And none of that got nothing to do with the beauty supply store, the nail shop. Not, men don't care about that shit. I'm sorry. I hate to be the one to break that. And I know we're in the middle of a epidemic. Or, excuse me, pandemic. I know we are. Men don't care about that shit. Men want to know when they see a woman, is she crazy? That's the first thing. But not is she crazy. What's her level of crazy? Because they all accept that we are somewhat crazy. So they want to know, what's her level of crazy? Am I capable of her level of crazy? Is she clean? What her pussy smell like? That's it. Now, I don't know how many men listening to me talk right now. But if anybody has a problem with that, comment. Tell me y'all looking for something else. But I guarantee you, that's the shit that men care about. Literally. Level of crazy. Is she clean? And how pussy tastes. That's it. That, not even, they ain't even worried about how the pussy smell. They worry about how it tastes. Because if they can get to it to taste it, they okay with that. It, if they taste it, they, it ain't smell bad. So that ain't their concern. They worried about the taste of it. So I'm just letting you guys know. So while you out there putting yourself at risk for whatever reason, that ain't even a thing to get the man's attention. And keep in mind that we all get to an age where going to the salon isn't an option. Nails done isn't an option. They don't care about that shit. They literally don't care about that shit. So, just thought I'd put that out there. So, while you guys are going out and going to the salons and trying to do this thing, keep in mind, death is a real shit. Death is real. And you don't want to die, then don't put yourself in a position to die. You don't have to, then don't. Wear your mask. Same, same rules apply from day one. Don't touch your mouth. Don't touch your eyes. Those are the same rules that still apply. There's nothing new about that. You have to maintain your own safety. You have um, this virus that loves a good host. This is the virus that loves a good host. As long as you provide a host, it will thrive. No big deal. It also has to do with the fact that our president and governors are thinking about the economy, how the government and and president think about the economy, they're thinking money. Now think, keep in mind, as long as they're making money, it doesn't matter how many fucking people die. Nobody cares how many people dies if the money's coming in. It's just death, it's no big deal. It matters to us because it's personal, people next to us dying. But to making money for other people, it shit doesn't matter. So let me see, Jason said, you right. She is she crazy crazy? Is she crazy? That's what we want to know. Have some eyebrows and nails. <laughs> I know, Jason. I know. That's the thing. How crazy is she? That's what men want to know. They worried about that shit. But we have a tendency to think that you go in and you 
do all this stuff, put yourself at risk. And you go do this, you go hang out with your male, they want to hang out with your guy friend after you're all primed and proper. He want to know, shit, you been in 14 days isolation? Who the fuck you been around? You bringing that shit around me? And I got to be around my kids. I got to be around this. I got to... People, that's a big deal. Faceless Love is coming to see me today. So he was coming down to see me. And he was talking to his son. And you know, he and I, Faceless Love and I love each other. And we love to be together. And he and I spend a lot of time together as, as we can. And and we love being together. He was telling his son, hey, make sure you have what you need because I'm going out of town. And it's his son. His son was like, where you going? He was like, I'm going to see Miss Joycelyn. I miss Joycelyn to the kids. Miss Joycelyn. To you guys, I'm Joycelyn with Joy Exposed. So keep in mind. Anyway, so he said, I'm going to see Miss Joycelyn. And his son was like, I thought y'all was supposed to be social distancing. <laughs> he was like, we are social distancing. And his son was like, well, you know where she been? Like, it's a big deal. People are paying attention to like, what the fuck are you bringing around me? And this is from the babies. And he's, he's 18. Now he's 19. So is he 19, babe? He's 19. He's 19 trying to figure out like, don't be bringing no shit up in here. Because you're trying to go hang out with your boo. <laughs> so that's a big thing. We want to dismiss it. But we got to think about the kids, the people who are closest to us. And I think about that too. Who am I taking home to, with me? And who is he taking home with him? I've got to protect them. They're my kids too. So we all have to be aware of that. So it doesn't matter what you're thinking and that you want to do this prim and proper and get all jazzed up shit if you're gonna put somebody at risk of death don't do that shit i'm just saying so stay focused get away from that shit i love you you love me too okay so anyway so I'm just, you know, that was one of my Facebook posts of the week. Uh, let's see. I got a, I saved a couple and I missed last week. So that kind of put me in a position, a different space because I missed some shit. Uh, I don't really, I don't want to read that one tonight. Let me see what else. I think I'll just spend a couple minutes talking about the social distancing and the virus. And I don't know about you guys, but. I'm struggling. Like, are you guys struggling with this shit? Like, I don't know. Sheila, you saw Faceless Love? Where'd you see him? <laughs> Sheila Morris says she saw Faceless Love. Where'd you see him? Anyway, whatever. I think for you, I don't know about you guys, but I'm struggling in this pandemic. Like, I'm having a hard time working from home. I'm having a hard time caring. I'm having a hard, I'm literally having a hard time. This is me and I'm going to have to figure out how to get through it. And I know that it won't last forever, but I have to try to find some 
goodness in it, some pleasure in it, right? I got to find some pleasure in it. Like, what is the good thing that's supposed to happen? I haven't written anything. I haven't been inspired to write. I haven't wanted to anything. And I'm I'm struggling with this. And maybe you guys are too. Um, I can't, I cannot figure it out. So, what? What? You gonna you want to come on camera? You not? This is my face love. We social distancing. He's camera shy. Oh, we saw. They saw your head. You popping up? Uh, see. <laughs> yep. He camera shy. He trying to protect his job. <laughs> we need him to keep working. Support him on that issue. <laughs> but anyway, oh, Sheila said next to you. He is right here next to me. He right here. He trying to keep his job because he know I'd be on some bullshit. <laughs> Don't you think that's funny? Like you, it's like, it's like he has a job that's top security, like top security. He can get a call to be on the line with the president, <laughs> but he with me on some bullshit. Bless his heart. <laughs> and I can't stop being about my bullshit because that's what I'm about. Bullshit. So, but he is, he's right here. He's a sweetie. Anyway, so um, we have to kind of, uh, I got to figure out, Kim, yeah, Kim said it's getting difficult. You, you, you understand, like this shit is getting difficult. I'm worried about my students who teaching them, their parent, are their parents loving them? Are they touching them? Are they hugging them? Are they reminding them that they're great dude i'm struggling like a motherfucker with this shit this is hard for me this social distancing this pandemic so i'm gonna have to try to figure out what to do and emotion i've been so stuck and the thing the prop i think one of the things that gives me understanding is that i find different series to kind of binge watch because when i'm watching something i can kind of lay in place and not do anything and that's exactly what it does holds me hostage holds me in place and lets me sit there and not um you know and not do anything so that's a big deal for me so that's the end of my facebook post of the week but, but so also oh let me say this so I don't have it with me. I didn't bring it. I forgot it because I'm at my mom's. You guys know I'm at my mom's whenever there's a leopard print behind me because my mom is big on leopard print. From here, um, this is where I am now. So Stephanie Specialties is offering a special of 20% off her Yetis, her Steffies, which are like Yetis. And um, she's offering 20% um, off for the design choice. So if you're interested, you can contact Stephanie Specialties. <laughs> I'm going to put it on here. At Stephanie's Specialties. You can get Stephanie's Specialties. Um, I'll get you a put your name on it. Design. 
Yeah. You can get, get many lines or whatever you want. She can do that for you. I'm going to type her name. So if I it, she might come to me. Yeah, there she is. She's the one that you can contact for 20% off a customized step is like a Yeti. I'm not into that, but I've been drinking too much. What? What? You got me off kilter. Come on, don't stop. Come on. So anyway, so anyway, I send it on there. So twenty percent off Steffi's, and I tagged her in it. So they're the um insulated uh cups that you can get however you want and she has a mother's day special name on it so contact her and get, get one so that's awesome so i have a couple and i love them so you know whatever design you want the other thing i'm gonna continue is that i can't leave out my girlfriend carla it's her birthday she's 52 so Carla is celebrating her birthday today, and I made a post on my Facebook. She is another amazing friend. So these are two really good good girlfriends for me. Carla, I think Car Carla was raised in a family of guys, her parent and her and her brothers, and she's even as hell. Like she's so non-judgmental. I think one of the things that stands out about me with Carla is that whatever you want to do is what will happen like she doesn't there's no judgment in it i remember going to jamaica with her and a group of women and we were together and i told her i was like oh i'm gonna have a different husband every day of the week every no i'm gonna have a different husband every yeah every day of the week and she was like that's great You're not looking? All right. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate you. See, sometimes the... So, I, sometimes I get choppy and... um. I'm trying to figure out how I can make sure that I'm not going to um, lose the feed. And I hate to end it quite done, but I don't want to get to, um, I don't want to get choppy that you don't want to, um, uh, that I missed the information. So I was saying that it's Carla's birthday and is really she grew up in a in a family of brothers. Come on, mom, you wanna come get her? What are you doing? My mom is here. I'm trying to get her to come say hi. Hi. Come on. What 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 you doing? You just gonna stand there and look pretty? They can't see that. You just gonna stand there and look pretty? 
<laughs> I'm trying to get my mom to come say hi. She's trying to fix her something. I don't know. Look, think you're being 50 and your mom is like, here she comes. I should have put on lipstick. Me too. I didn't put on any lipstick today. Hi. So here's my mom. Hello, family. Yeah, so this is my mom. This is her first time. She's, no. It's not your first time? My mom's oh, you were. That was like a year ago. It was. So this is not her first time. It's her second time. So my mom and I were talking earlier. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> she, re she reminded me. So my mom was talking. We were talking earlier. And, and I, my mom is 68. You didn't have to tell her. But I'm 50. I mean, I, I'm I'm open about it. I might have been Oh, not younger than that. 11 when you had birth when you gave birth she was not 18 that was a legal age of delivery so even if she was seeing with claim 18. okay so she's eight. Oh yeah you just turned 18 in july anyway so we were talking about women in her generation and their thoughts on have enjoying sex and orgasm okay goodbye <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So negative because one of the things that I hold true to is that I grew up with the mother. And she still is. She is. Yeah. yeah. She's hella sexual, very sensual. That was something about her that was intimidating. Because when you grow up in your regular self, you don't understand the importance of being sexy. But when you grow up with the mom who Who's ultra sexy, a little bitty waist, big old booty, <laughs> big old booty, aware of her presence. That's intimidating. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that while she was able to embrace, it was almost like breaking a, shattering a wall of other women in her generation because she kind of stepped. I I know who I am. I know that I'm beautiful. I know that I'm sexy. I know that I can have pleasure. I know. That was a, because we were talking to one of your friends who don't know that. Yeah. yeah. So we still have women now who think that having an orgasm, having pleasure, experiencing pleasure is an option. We still have women who think that we're just doing it for the man. That's fucked and up. That ain't. <laughs> and that's messed up. So I mean, so we have to think about the difference. If you think about like mom, me, my daughters, that's really a huge gap in communications. Cause the daughters think that whatever they do, they're doing it for them. So there's a really a change in that in that thought process, that growth. We might have to do that together with all of us. But I think, so at 50, I told my mom a month ago that I was spending the weekend with Faceless Love. And then I came to see her. She had me like a whole trousseau of lingerie. 
Oh, <laughs> that I'm supposed to wear for faceless love. Like this is, this is how you know my mom is like ultra aware of her power as a woman. That she like, I know how important it is to be there. So did you wear? It? I wore it on the video. Let me see. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Face, but faceless love. You gotta think he in a generation where he just won naked. So what? what Naked. It, it, it. I want pleasure. <laughs> so, so this is this is how I grew up, like with a woman who's ultra aware of herself and her power, and it was intimidating. So, I'm at her house. Bizarre. It's classic. It is classic. It doesn't go out of style. It is. It doesn't go out of style. And it sets a tone. It sets a tone. What does it set the tone for? It says, <laughs> 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 I love it. My mom. Yeah. We have like, we have so much fun. Like, I just know because I I've told you guys before I've always been ultra since I've always been ultra serious, so she's been like super sexy and I'm like mini president. She's like I'm president. She Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> this is it. So then when I got older, I realized I'm a little bit Marilyn Monroe too. <laughs> I mean, look at us. I got on a full t-shirt. Look at her. She. <laughs> I'm like, look, look, look. I feel like I want to take my shirt off just to be like. <laughs> oh, so I think it's, I think it's funny. And she's just a, amazing. And we set up talking about orgasms and relationships and dating. And um, she thought she want, you want a date, right? Of course I want to date. She wants to date. Like she wants to date. So anybody looking <laughs> anybody and like, like what's the youngest? Well no, don't even say the youngest. What's the level of bullshit you want to tolerate? I don't deal with that No bullshit. And now what's the youngest? <laughs> 35, 40? 50 one. <laughs> 50. <laughs> All did it. No bullshit, but older than me. So 51, no bullshit. She want to date. She want to hang out. She want to travel. And she's single. And then, you know, nothing wrong. Let me see. Oh, I wish I had that with my mother. Y'all are a trip. <laughs> this is the camera. Yeah, this is. And this is, I like, good. <laughs> This is for the camera. Yeah. So, but you know what? It's kind of, it's just, and I think it took us time. I think she, I think we were, t I was talking about this early because my oldest daughter is 26 and she did shit that I was like biting my knuckles. And I'm sure I did shit and she was biting her knuckles. But I was telling her like, if you could have saw her, you would have been like, 
That's my motherfucker right there. Because it's, I think it's the fear in our parents because they don't know what's going to happen. You think the fear that your parents have of the freedom that we have that hold that keeps them holding on to you and not understand that we're going to be okay. I was probably the most shocking because I didn't start losing my shit till I was in my late 30s. If I had lost my shit early, she would have been like, oh, it's all right. But I was like late 30s, married with, with three, like, did you oh, tripping? Oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> she, what'd you say, mom? I said, oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> Let me keep, keep it wrong. <laughs> she, she knew that you know do grow up. So I had I didn't go through it. I didn't go through it. I didn't go. I was a late bloomer, but when I bloom. Bitch. It was a blossom. <laughs> <laughs> it was a blossom. When I bloomed, it was on and popping. Mm -hmm. And everybody was afraid because they're like, ah, 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 30, 36, 37 to 50, we're talking about a process of years when it was like, I can't believe this is happening. But it had to happen. And, you know, at the same time, I always say that my mom, we grew up together. So what she's doing is as much as I'm growing. And when she finally thought she was not growing anymore, she realized, fuck, I got to get it together because we still growing. <laughs> She realized I still got shit to do. She ain't finished. So, you know, we have to recognize that as parents, that when our kids stop growing or we get into a groove, and unfortunately, I wasn't until my late 30s, almost 40, when I kind of hit that stride, and she realized that meant some extra shit for her. So, you know, but it's okay. We live. Oh, yeah, we're good. We good. We we. Greedy. Everybody's safe. Everybody's safe. We're going to keep safe. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. We ain't hurt God nobody. God answer my prayers. Mm -hmm. God answer my prayers. Prayers answer, you know. So it's all good, right? So, and I got faceless love. <laughs> <laughs> I never been to my house for faceless love. We're talking about 1985, 86. I didn't graduate. I, well, no, after that, 88. In 1988, and he's back. It's so crazy. We should have just kept him. Uh -uh. We couldn't have kept him. It wouldn't work. We had to wait for him to grow up. We both had to grow. Up. Me. <laughs> we both had to grow. Up. We had to grow up so we could get right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now he's back. I'm digging it. Come see my mom and. Uh, more than girlfriend Carmen, you got she because she, she my mom knows my mom knows I don't really give a fuck about much. It's something that was a uh, a big deal for me, so I had to come and get me some love here, 
and to know that I was okay. give me some love from my mom and I had to get some love from my faceless love because I'm struggling I know I come out y'all see me and I'm like I got it together but man this shit got me weak as a motherfucker like I'm literally like somebody gotta help me through this and that's the thing that really gets me is like I'm always by myself when the bullshit happens when this stuff happens. But like I said earlier, it's God's way of reminding me that I'm okay by myself. That's how he needs me. He needs me to respond in a crisis, in a situation by myself. It doesn't require anybody else. And I have to respond to God is independent of anybody else. It's literally independent of anything else, anybody else. And that's how we have to think about it. I talked to my girlfriend today, Angela, and she asked me how I was doing. And I said, I'm fine. Like, anybody who said, how are you? I'm like, I'm fine. I know that you guys are so close. How are you? I'm fine. Because why wouldn't I be fine? Why, Like, literally, why wouldn't I be fine? Why wouldn't I recognize the importance of Carmen's journey and her contribution to this earth? Why wouldn't I recognize that when I am relationship with God is so permanent, so succinct, so un I understand it, so I do not recognize it. So it's a big deal for me. And, um, uh oh, oh, it's my sister calling my mom. She's a hater. <laughs> How would, <laughs> why wouldn't I recognize the importance of my relationship with, um, God? What, our individual relationships mean to him and what he called us. And the greatest, if the greatest gift of living is live, if the greatest gift of life is living and the second greatest is dying, how can I question that? And how can I be on my purpose and waiting for him to call me and to second guess him? So this is Joyce and Wells with Joy Exposed. This mm -hmm. is my mom, Joyce. She joined me tonight. Thank you, Mom. That's a big deal. My pleasure. I, I'm going to need her. This is my faceless love. He over here. He already showed me a little bit. He's shy. He, look, he ain't really high. He's just trying to keep his job. <laughs> keep your job, baby. Keep your, keep your job, baby. He's just trying to keep his job. That's right. Keep your and job. I, I appreciate him, just in case I lose mine. But anyway, <laughs> It's Joyce Lynn Wells, and I'll see you guys next week. And as always, when Joyce exposed, everything just feels better. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>